No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. Sports are supposed to be about winning. But sometimes it's about losing to win. Or is it? Is that even really fair? Well, that question is the subject of a new book, Tanking to the Top. The Philadelphia 76ers in the most audacious process, and that's a loaded word, in the history of professional sports. The author, Yaron Weitzman of Bleacher Report, joins us now. Yaron, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. When we talk about the process, when we talk about the 76ers of the last uh, half decade and their strategy, what are the most important things to bear in mind? Um, the mo- That's a good way to phrase that. They see, I've done a few of these. No one's phrased it like that yet. Um, the, most, <laughs> the most important thing... We to try bear- to be different here on the sporting... Uh, that's good. I respect that. The most important things to bear in mind is, I think one is that this is not, they were not the first team to think that tanking, and even though that's a loaded word, you said the process, tanking also, they're not the first team to think that tanking is a good strategy, right? That draft sports have this incentive system that's a little warped, that if you're bad, you get good draft picks, and there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, whether that's smart or not is a whole separate conversation in terms of the parity thing. Um, but they're not the first team to do that, and yet something about the way they went about their business set off this entire culture war that kind of drove people on every side mad. And I think that's kind of what makes this story interesting and a little different. I, I mean, in basketball, it's it's an obvious strategy, right? Because um, there is so much value potentially at the very top of the draft and it declines so rapidly um you know unless you really know what you're doing and you've identified somehow a diamond in the rough that nobody else has but scouting is so advanced now there's so much group think about these things anyway at this point it seems obvious in basketball that this would be a strategy so why why was it why does it continue to be so controversial when we talk about the 76ers yeah, and it's funny because, like you're saying, it's obvious. Like one of the the math that Hinky did, and I guess math is even like it's just he went back, and he's not the first person. Like he went if you look back and go through every championship team, Sam Hinky, the general manager. Well, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, Sam Hinky, the general manager. Correct. Yeah, the uh, the huge the guy, the architect of the process. Right. So he went back and looks at every championship team beforehand, and near literally almost every single one has a guy has a superstar and a superstar who was taken top three pick, almost you know Michael Jordan, uh, Shaq whether it's Hakeem Olajuwon, Duncan, you know, through all these guys. It's not it's the, the, the teams that win and the players that win, it's a small group. Um, so, but, so, so you asked your question, what was different about this? Just people found it. It was almost like people, and it's funny because I don't know, I don't necessarily know why. I mean, I have some theories. He never, he went out of his way and the Sixers went out of their way to never go, to never say this is what we're doing. And yet something about it and how public they were about it or how upfront, I guess would be a better word, they were about it. It's like it's like letting everyone in on. Oh, you know, you, we we're all, we all know this is okay, but like you're not supposed to actually acknowledge this. You know, at least pretend. He wasn't pretending. There was no facade. So they're not signing veterans. They're not caring about that thing. It's very obvious that this is we're saying 
we do not care about winning these games, this game tonight, tomorrow, this season, even next season. So it's the old lesson in sports, candor kills. Right, exactly. Which, again, is ironic because one of the things that Hinky got criticized for is he wasn't very candid with, with uh, the media, though. There's a bit of a misnomer. Like, he wasn't doing many press conferences. He was talking a lot with reporters on background, meaning, I guess, the people on the wear, meaning, you know, you're talking to a reporter, they can use the information you're informing. I just can't quote you, so don't talk to you. Standing. Yeah, I can't quote you. Um, and I think that set off. And then you have all these other things going on. You have younger, you know, this happens as sports are being covered in a different way. And you have younger fan base, younger writers coming in and bloggers and going at the old guard. And we're all covering sports from the general manager perspective. And some people push back on that. And the idea that everyone's a GM and everything is fantasy basketball. And you have all these waves kind of flowing around. And to many, this, the Sixers and Hinky sort of represented that new wave coming in. We're speaking with Jerome Weitzman of Bleacher Report about his new book, Tanking to the Top, the Philadelphia 76ers and the most audacious process in the history of professional sports. Um, you described it as the most audacious. Um, is it the most successful? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, is it the most successful? I would say, I mean, this is what's funny is that he got short circuited, right? Like he was, he was pushed out. I guess it was two and a half, about a little over two and a half years in ownership who had signed off on his plan. Um, basically the noise got too great. The league wasn't happy. They certainly were, uh, had no issue with ownership or were happy to offer ownership some ideas about who could come in and work alongside and probably eventually replace Sam Hinkie. Um, and the plan got short-circuited. And even still, the Sixers ended up, I mean, you can criticize, but they ended up with two superstars, um, and Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And like the math I always do, you know, I mean, it's a process versus results thing. That's what Hinky would always say. And the idea, and you don't have to buy this, but the idea that championship is, you know, takes a lot of luck to win a championship. Um, whether you win one is kind of a separate conversation, but the math I always kind of go back to is beforehand Sixers fans, Sort of, the team was kind of stuck in mediocrity. They had two and a half, three really bad years. And for those three years, they've had about another three plus, let's say, at least another three going forward of games or years where every game matters and the season matters and the Sixers are, you know, they're contenders. So is it the most successful? No, there were mistakes. I mean, they missed on a bunch of draft picks, but I think, you know, if we're going black or white, did it work? I would say yes. I mean, here's the thing, right? Your own philosophically, you know, if the fans understand what the objective is and they and they know what the process is supposed to ultimately produce, if they don't mind, you know, then then why shouldn't a team as as long as its objective ultimately is to win? They're not throwing games. It's not the 1919 White Sox. Well, why does the league have a problem with it? And I understand that's somewhat a rhetorical question, but but let's let's explore. Right? No, I agree with you. Right? Because like, so the, I, I write this even like if I, the the biggest criticism is you know there was the Herm Edwards thing. You play to win the game, right? And they're violating that. But the counter would be no, we're playing to win the game. Just we're worried about the actual championship, not whether we win a game in November against the Pistons, right? And this is our best way to do that. It's a different game, and we're analyzing the playing field differently. And I agree with you. I mean. You know, I live in New York. I think you also. I live in New York, right? Knicks fans would 
would be very excited to be told, you know what, we have a plan. They'd love a process. Losing, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> right? Like, lots of teams lose for a few years. Instead of a plan, which is just like, these guys want to come to New York, they'll sign when they're free agents, and we've seen how that worked out. Right, exactly, exactly. And lots of teams lose. And, like, the ironic part about the Sixers, I think it was only one year they were losing, you know, we'll say they were punting seasons, and yet they only finished with a worse record, I think, one year when Hinky was there. Um, like, teams would end up with worse records than that, which just shows that, you know, in, in the NBA, plenty of teams get to the bottom without trying to get there. So there's an argument to be made that if you can, like, if there's getting to the bottom on purpose with a with the goal of have that helping you get to the top, um, yeah, that's smart. So why, yeah, so again, when you asked why would the league office be against it, I, I mean, there's other things that happened too, like there was the Jaleel Okafor, which I talk about the saga. TV ratings is one answer, I suppose. And yep. you know, people who don't have a vested interest in the 76ers don't want to watch, uh, uh, you know, a, a B-level, uh, amateurish team on the, on the court when they've got, you know, TV contracts that are worth billions of dollars. We're speaking with Jerome Weitzman about his new book, Tanking to the Top. And again, you know, on a philosophical level, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the last year, I guess, mostly the load management term. You know, players and, and load management and the question about how that affects competitiveness and what it says about NBA teams and the value of regular season Tuesday night games or Wednesday night games, whatever they happen to be. Do, do you see a difference between the load management conversation and the the tanking uh, strategy? Um, no, the short answer is I think it's I think it's all at all representative of the issue, not the issue, the combative, the thing that's combating against each itself in professional sports was you know comp- competing agendas. That's how to phrase it, right? Or incentives. And on the one hand, you know, professional sports are a funky business. Like it's you have thirty different teams, but they're really all partners, and it's partners in one business, and the business matters. Yet there's also the idea of winning, and each team wants to win. And those two things, growing the business as a whole and each team wanting to win, those are different incentives and they don't always work together. And I think to the low management, the tanking, like that's what happens. And that's where professional sports are funky because of that. But they do have those two superstars. We've been talking to Jerome Weitzman about his new book, Tanking to the Top, the Philadelphia 76ers and the most audacious process in the history of professional sports. Fascinating look at something uh, we've all been talking about for the last several years. Jerome, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.